Cousin Jared, uh, I kind of realized that we shortened the intro, talked about the shortened intro on the show we just recorded, which is our college football show. Mm-hmm. But this is going to go out to the people first. So mm. kind of played that backwards. Yeah. Ironic how that works. E- e- you know, eh, it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to blindside you right now because, Jared, if, if we had like the uh, special effects, this would be like hashtag because of Jared blindside like popped on the screen, but we don't do mm-hmm. that here. Uh, the Braves apparently are just going to lose every game the rest of the season. Um, it does. <laughs> you know? It does feel that way. I specifically want you to bring that up to our friend Jake. Uh, <laughs> next time, he's a Braves cold, fan, and yeah. I would like you to get his take on the Braves losing every game for the rest of the season. It it is weird. Um, they, you know, they don't have a ton to play for, right? They're they're they've clinched the division. Yeah. If they don't watch out and they keep playing like this, the Dodgers would catch up. We kept saying they wouldn't, but like they're not so far ahead of the Dodgers that they can lose every game and still be right. the the number one seed. Um, as of the time of this recording, the Dodgers, you know, we took a shot with the Tigers here and it's not looking great. So the Dodgers uh, looking like they're going to win only could be three and a half back of the Braves, which is, is a lot to make up in two weeks, but the Braves now having lost four in a row and not even looking competitive in yeah, half of no. these games. No. Um, it, they were up against Wheeler. We talked about Wheeler, a great pitcher, uh, but they just didn't even really stand a chance once they got about the sixth inning was over. Yeah. Um, thankfully, thankfully we had the under in that game and the, the fact that Wheeler pitched well uh, came through on the under for us. Yep. On that one, because uh, you're not wearing my, my Guardians gear. Not that we had a play on the Guardians. Uh, not that we have a play on the Guardians today, but the Guardians did get it done for us in the daytime action by scoring they a did. few runs and deciding that they weren't going to throw strikes in mm. the eighth inning, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. a beautiful thing to watch. It, was. it truly was. Uh, it's one of those things where um, you have to appreciate the, uh, you know, there are many things about baseball that are, that are beautiful, but there's also some things about baseball that are not beautiful. And sometimes you have to appreciate the hideous things just as much as the beautiful things. It, it, yes. I think it's very well said. It's sometimes it can be so ugly. It's beautiful. If that makes. I mean, you're, you're talking to the guy who loves to play unders. So I know exactly what you're saying. Yep. Yep. Um, today's slate, no day games on the docket, uh, unfortunately, but we are going to have some early games because Jared, it looks as if you picked games to uh, allow us to have an early bedtime tomorrow. I know that's not, wasn't your purpose, but that's what it looks like here, especially I mean, early game to, I kick mean, it off. tomorrow is my day off. So early bedtime for me, maybe, uh, yeah. I'm sure not for you. Yeah, never, never for me, it seems like. Um, starting off here, Angels at the Rays. Uh, I mean, the Angels, my goodness, uh, just everything has fallen apart for them. Mm. Another lost season of Mike Trout. We haven't talked about the Angels in a while. Now, Shohei Otani, of course, out. At least he was hitting so well yep. uh, for them, likely to win the AL MVP despite not playing the last month of the season. That offense, that offense is pretty good. With Trout and Otani in it, and without those two guys, pretty uh, bad. Atrocious, pretty bad. Yeah. Seventy-seven grade there. Rays, you know, just keep humming along. Um, 
you know, will be one of the top two teams in the AL. Of course, well, if they don't win the division, uh, they will be the four seed. But uh, yeah. I think at this point, you have to be most afraid of the Rays and the Orioles. The Rays, if they could have just kept half of their pitchers healthy instead of losing, like, literally all of them. Uh, yeah. Imagine just how good this team would be. Angels relievers are terrible. They will throw a decent starter in Patrick Sandoval. Um, this is a game that you are going to want to bet action. We typically talk about betting selected pitchers. Sandoval was scratched recently because of an illness. Uh, I believe that was on Sunday. I don't know anything about the illness. I don't know if he's perfectly fine by now or if he still might have lingering effects. Also, you never know this time of year. Things get weird. So we're going to be a little more aggressive with playing action rather than selected or listed or whatever pitchers. Um, Taj Bradley for the Rays is not great. Um, if they go to a bullpen game, who cares? Their bullpen's good. Uh, yeah. But it, you want that action on this one because uh, things are only going to get worse for your odds. <laughs> yeah. If anything changes, we're going to be on the race here. Minus 198. It's B grade pick model says it should be uh, 223. And the Rays win a nice 69% of the time. Because in Jared Taj Bradley, 556 ERA. FIP better than that, 461. XFIP better than that, 375. Model doesn't really love him, though. It's the mm -hmm. only the Angels have an edge, but otherwise this looks to be all raised. What's your take on this one? Well, I'm glad you mentioned the playing action uh, versus playing selected, uh, because especially when you get to this time of the season, I mean, some of the bad teams have been throwing out some pretty bad pitchers for uh, some time now. But when you get to later in the yeah. season, you're going to be th throwing guys out there that have, you know, like a 132 rating or, you know, maybe a 122 rating or something like that. And I sometimes even utilize action in that scenario because, I mean, who are you going to throw out there? that's going to be worse than, than some of those. If you have a play on one of those teams with backing that pitcher, they can probably throw an opener out there, go to a bullpen game. He gets scratched for whatever reason. It's really probably not going to impact uh, the, if you're, if you're, if you're backing a team with the pitcher with a grade of one Oh nine, like this, or even higher, you're not backing him because the starting pitcher. <laughs> You're backing yeah. him because the offense, the bullpen, or the odds, the price is just worth it, right? It's not about the starter right. here. And that's the thing is, Taj Bradley, I, I, he got some potential. I think he might be okay in the long run. This year, he's not, not great, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so my breakdown of this game is, and I mean, clearly, like, we know this by how the, um, the Angels are kind of playing out the string on the season, but I think the Angels have packed it in. Yeah. And... Why? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> At this point, I mean, yeah. no one, no one can blame them. The Rays still have plenty of uh, seating to be play, playing for and trying to tra tra uh, track down the Orioles. Um, so yeah, I, this is just one of those things. I know we talk all the time about motivation and everything, but it's like if you're just the Angels, like how are you not going out there and just like trying to pass innings? At this point. This is one of those teams that you do have to look at the motivation on. It's a great point by you because the Angels have a couple of young guys they've brought up that I'm sure are giving their all. Uh, yeah. Sean Uel, of course, is mm -hmm. one of those guys. Uh, Logan Ohapi, you know, back from injury is a young guy. Uh, Brett Phillips is back in the lineup, and I know he gives his ah, all. I mean, does. that guy gives his all making a cup of coffee, I'm sure, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, the problem with Brett Phillips is he's not that good, right? I love the guy. He's hilarious, right? Uh, if you haven't seen this clip comparing himself to, you know, Randy Johnson or whatever on the mound, you have to go watch that, right? <laughs> but, but, well, I mean, look at, look at, I'm just going to pull Sunday. You know, they got David Fletcher, Brandon Jury, 
Jared Walsh, Randall Gritchick, Eduardo Escobar. I mean, you got a bunch of guys there who aren't like these aren't. A, there's not like a ton of rookies. You know, we're going to go out there and give everything because they were looking to. You know, they're so thrilled to be there. It's, right. it's kind of a bunch of vendors, which is the way they set this up. They set this up to be a playoff team. They went all in. And again, kudos to them for doing that. That's fun. It's more fun when teams try. If you're not right. a fan of their team. Now, if you're a fan of their team, you have to be frustrated and wishing you would have prepped for the future better. But, you know, yeah. that aside, I, I I I like teams that are good and trying. And, and you know, they, they went for it. They acquired all those veterans. And when it blew up, like what are you left with now? Especially now that Otani and Trey, at least if Otani's in there, this a- offense is actually closer to league average because Otani is right. so incredible hitting. He's having such a good season hitting, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's hard to back the angels. They're one of the few teams that I think are going to be really tough to back these last two weeks because every other team, I'm sure there's one or two that I'm missing, but most of the teams that haven't been good look like they're still playing hard. They look like the young guys who are trying um, or, or teams that are fighting for it. I mean, most teams look like they're still kind of caring at this point of the season, but the angels are definitely one that yeah. feels like they're hard to back. So uh, yeah. Razor, our play here, minus 198. Uh, Cousin Jared, we long talk about run line. When is the time to go to the run line? The edge on the run line is like C plus value right now. Uh, partially because the total in this game is eight models is 8.3. So the model's kind of in line. You're in a pitcher friendly ballpark. Um, when you're expecting fewer runs, it's harder to win by more runs. And, and the model doesn't really love the value on that. Um, I, I'm assuming you're just going to lay the minus 198. I don't know if you have any thoughts or insight as to maybe when you would recommend playing that run line. Right now, I'm seeing even money. Model wants plus 102 to even get to the same B grade. So is it a plus? Is it going to see some plus odds? Maybe you split it, go for the minus one, or are you just telling people to stay away from it just because it's a low, low total game and, and then they're raising the home team? Well, I am, I think in this case, this is be one of the few instances where I'm okay splitting it because I saw that the Angels has a 77 offensive mm-hmm. rating in, in this game. And so that kind of gives me a little bit more confidence than maybe what I, I would normally have. This is already like kind of on the edge, like, you know, 198. Like yeah. It's yeah. above 200. That's why I brought it up. It definitely and was then, right yeah. on the borderline for us here. Yeah. This is one where I'd probably split it and say that, hey, I'm, if I'm going up against an offense this bad, then, you know, if I'm not going to utilize this strategy here, when else would, would I do it? And, uh, you know, if our theory is correct and the Angels just aren't, are, are one of the teams that are going to lack some motivation these last couple of weeks, that leads to a higher likelihood of a blow. Those relievers are bad. They've been bad all season. They started out the first month of the season way over their heads, pitching decent, but the whole time it was like, hey, regression's coming for this. They're not good. And, and it could right. get ugly in, in a hurry. So I think that's also a good thing to, to remember that uh, mm-hmm. this is not normally a run line situation with a lower total home team, not great value, but it might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle on the, on the run line or an alternate run yep. line because it could go south in a hurry if, if right. And again, no locks in gambling, so the Angels could win this game. But uh, and I don't know if there's that much to the Rays need to win because we talked about this last year. The teams that needed to win didn't really do any better than yeah. what we yeah. would have thought they would have done because it's not that simple. It's yeah. just want to win and you win, right? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. uh, but uh, the Rays are a better team at home, decent price minus one ninety, not the best price out there. But this might actually be my favorite play of the day right mm. now for what the prices are um mm. that'll probably change tomorrow we got a bunch of games not not you know on the board yeah, yeah. just yet because starting pitchers but for now i i like this raise 
play as long as it's here starting with, with a one uh, or, you know, splitting with the, you know, the, the run line as well. Mm-hmm. Twins at the Reds, you know, twins really nothing to play for. Does that matter? I, I don't really know. I don't think so. We've talked about this a lot here recently. Yep. Uh, but I mean, if you want to talk about a team with nothing to play for, Twins are the example of that they will not catch anybody for second as much as they'd love to. Um, if they they need the the, the Rangers and, and Mariners are ahead of them, the Astros even further ahead of them. The Rangers and Mariners play a bunch of times, so someone's going to win. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, hypothetically, the Twins win out maybe, but otherwise, I mean, they're not going to catch anybody for second. They're definitely not uh, going to blow the division with a seven game lead here this late. Uh, Reds everything to play for, looking for the wild card race. Reds looked good on Monday. Uh, get the job done, you know, for their hopes for the wild card winning seven to three. Always about the starting pitcher, though. Uh, Kitsamaida, 450 ERA, almost, you know, almost 200 innings. Underlying metrics, though, suggest he's better than that. So he's on the good side of average, being below 100. Ben Lively, 522 ERA. Advanced metrics say that's probably not that far from the truth. His XFIP's a little better than that. He's almost at 100 innings as well on the higher mm-hmm. side of average. Twins at the edge there. As good as this Reds offense has looked at times, overall, they still, I think, are slightly below league average. They're okay. They're not bad. They're better than the Reds offense has been for a long time now, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Other than I think there was like one random year the Reds were good. But for the most part, they haven't been that good as of late. So it's encouraging if you're a Reds fan. A lot of promise, a lot of potential, but still a lot of holes in that lineup. Um, relievers, Reds relievers, decent. Again, you have to be really encouraged if you're a Reds fan. It's just these Twins relievers are really good. Maeda is pretty solid. Twins offense is good. This is going to be a tough one for the Reds to pull out. Obviously, they're dying to win every single game. But we kind of like this price here of minus 144 on the Twins. Four cents away from a B grade at minus 140. Cousin Jared, of you know, we auto-play the A grades. They tend to work out for us in the long run. The B and C grades, we look a little closer at their magnifying glass. What did you see looking at this that made you think it might be worth an investment here on Tuesday? It's it's funny how you say that you know the the Twins have a one thirteen offense rating or like the starters good the relievers are good. It's like what kind of what happened with the Twins? You know, I think they're in their start all their starters got hurt. I think. Yeah, yeah, okay, true. So the starter rating is just this one specific starter that's starting today. But um, aside from the rest of the the uh, pitching staff, there relievers line up good, offense lines up good. so anyway, yeah, it just makes you think that the Twins should probably have more wins um, than they really do. This this is just good. I mean, I'm I think I think their fans would tell you if they're if they're uh, <laughs> pitching and say, starting pitching and say healthy, they would have. Yeah, yeah, that that very true. Uh, like back in Kintamaida, that's kind of all all there is to to this, and especially uh, playing out there in Cincinnati. Anytime I can get a starting pitching mismatch there, when potentially uh, you know have a, uh, quite quite a few runs. In this game, uh, I'm, I'm going to back the the starter that I have a lot of faith in. And Maida has been uh, one of the players that have been very, very good to us uh, this year. Consistently good. You know, mm-hmm. not a guy who you think is going to go eight shutout, but guy who doesn't tend to go, you know, four innings, give up six runs very often either. And right. with, with the good offense that the Twins have, uh, that usually gets the job done for you. And he's typically not price rule. He's not a, you know, probably not a sexy name to, to back, but he you know, gets the job done. Uh, if you just look at the season metrics here, the Twins rank ninth in WRC plus offensively. Tied, tied, for, tied for sixth, really. Sixth through ninth all have the same number there. So it's rounding error. So they're a top 10 
almost to six. There's a big gap between five and six, the five best offenses this season, according to this metric, Atlanta, the Dodgers, obviously those two mm-hmm. Tampa, the Rangers and the Astros, uh, big gap within the twins right behind that. So top 10 offense there, the reds again, a great story, but we have to remember as much as our brains want to compare this reds team to the previous reds teams, they're still bottom half according to this metric. They're 19th. Um, so again, kind of aligns with the model saying, you know, reds offense isn't bad. It's yeah. just, uh, the twins got the much better offense. They got the better starter, better relievers. Like they're on the road, but, uh, I think, and I'm going to say this and, and you know, you never know. It goes back to what we've talked about recently. We don't know the mindset of these players mm-hmm. until we're in the locker room. There are some locker rooms, but to, you know, we're trying, we're trying to assess, right? We're trying to mm-hmm. assess what the angels we talked about that, right? Um, the twins and the Braves are two teams that we, you know, we think of, I, I see this with the twins because they've been losing on Monday uh, and the Braves are their little free fall, you know, in theory, you'd think they want to go out and win. They like, to continue playing well in the playoffs. Does that really matter? No, but who wants to go out there and not win when you're a good team? You you know, that sort of thing. So I don't really think there's any, anything to this, but uh, that's, you know, obviously the fear with whatever the heck is going on with the Braves. It feels like it might eat the twins. But you know, there's still a, a decent price here at minus 144 looking for a slightly better price, looking for that minus 140 gets the B grade, but minus 144 still worth a small investment. Uh, and again, as of yesterday, little sneak peek of what you get over on dub club for every single game, this cheat sheet here, you can see the weather information, uh, you know, Got a hitter friendly ballpark there. As you can see the park's going to adjust the runs by 8%. Weather going to drop it back down by 4%, though, because it's going to be chilly. Winds slightly broke, blowing in, not really much, but just the temperature dropping there as the night goes along. You can see all the pitcher information there, the reliever information, the splits lefty righty, first five. A grade, B grade thresholds, reverse run lines, run lines, all sorts of stuff. Where I'd recommend the total play, and as you can see there, the projected total is 9.4. The actual is 9.5. So that's why we're not talking about the total in this game uh, as much as, because uh, you love your totals. This one just doesn't seem like great value in the total. So this is the type of information you get each and every day, even on the weekends. We don't have shows if you're with us on Dub Club. Which takes us to the Guardians and the Royals. Mentioned this one, getting it done for us with the over. On Monday, Tuesday night's game, not going to be quite the same with the weather. A little bit chillier, low 80s to start, mid 70s to finish, but still somewhat warm. Wind blowing out, maybe blowing more across by the end of the game. Hitter-friendly ballpark, still good hitting weather. The interesting thing is that Monday, the weather didn't actually matter. Now, the hitting ballpark factor mattered because when we talk about a hitter-friendly ballpark, one of the things that that matters is the amount of foul ground. There's not a lot of foul ground in, in Kauffman Stadium, especially down the lines. Those balls get out of play. There were multiple balls in some of those innings that had a couple couple runs in it. The foul balls getting down there, saving uh, the inning from from an outlet hitter keep hitting. And so that helps as opposed to those turning into outs. And so the park mattered a little bit more than the weather on Monday. And that's why we look at all these factors when we talk about the totals, because we don't necessarily know if it's going to be one thing or the other. We just like to see what all the things combined can help us. The park helps us more than the weather on Monday. Maybe the weather helps us more than the park on Tuesday. Who knows? But either way, it's still going to be a nice night for hitting. And those Royals relievers still just not very good. And the Guardians relievers are the ones that really coughed it up here for us on Monday. 
we've mentioned it. The Guardians relievers are such a disappointment after how incredible they were last year. They've just struggled this season. That grade for the relievers for the Guardians is at league average, which is just something I would have never envisioned. Never. If you go back to March 30th or whenever the season started, I would have said there's no way that that's going to happen, barring injuries to four or five different guys. Uh, or just them tanking and selling off all the relievers. And they, they traded a few guys. I don't think they traded either key relievers. So I, I don't know. They just, they've struggled. Um, yep. Projection in this one is 10. Uh, you got a, a pitcher, Logan Allen, who's probably not as good as that 360 ERA. And that's why he gets a 96 grade. FIP, XFIP, both a little higher. I think he's solid. Uh, but I don't think he's, again, quite as good as that 360 ERA. Royals are going to go with an opener. And then they're going to go to Alec Marsh. Marsh, five. 67 ERA, FIP at over six, XFIP around five. You kind of, whoever's pitching for the Royals, not going to be great. The Royals have Brady Singer, who's very solid, you know, not great, uh, not like he was last year. Mm -hmm. uh, they got Cole Reagans, who's been fantastic, just a revelation coming over from Texas. You get past that, there's not a lot of good pitchers happening <laughs> for the Royals here, uh, cousin Jared. Yeah. Over. Nine is the pick at minus 120. I am really curious. I'm putting you on the spot here. We, we didn't really talk about this, but I'm curious. There was another game. It'll, it, we won't talk about it here, but there was another total uh, that you could have chosen. You went with this one. So I'm curious, what was it about this one that you like instead of the other total that we've given out to our members over on Thumb Club? I mean, it's pretty simple. It's exactly what I said yesterday. It's Kansas City. It's uh, a 6% weather adjustment. Uh, it, it's already kind of a hitter-friendly park to begin with. Yeah. The Guardians have been scoring runs. Like you said, not throwing strikes. The bullpen has question marks. Um, it's just one of those things that I, I, I really like. It. This is, you know, this, this place in Cincinnati is just one of the places. Like, sign me up every time that I can take it over yeah. in those two parks. I, I just really enjoy it. And the, the other game that we were potentially talking about, I just don't really want to talk about. So mm, yeah, I don't either. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, the uh, other in insight about this game, and this is again, uh, I've mentioned this right, you know, as a, as a, now, you know, as a professional handicapper, try to watch as many games as I can. I don't watch all the baseball games, unfortunately, uh, but I try to watch as many as I can. Watched this one here on Monday and the Royals have Salvador Perez out with the concussion. He's going to miss at least a week. He might miss the rest of the season. They moved Melendez to the outfield where he's been probably better than Kyle Schwarber. Um, that's about all I can say. You know, he, he's, he's not been terrible. You know, he's not been right. Carlos Lee bad, right? I guess if you, you know, throw back to, you know, your yeah. mid aughts Astros fans here, but uh, they don't have any catching. The, the two guys there just are yeah. way out of their league. And I guess that phrase actually yeah. kind of works here. We're talking about the major leagues. Uh, yeah. The Guardians, like every time they could get on anybody's speed, we're stealing. Uh, I, think the, I think the guy threw like one out, but I mean, it was just a stolen base fest. That helps us for the over because the Guardians got a lot of speed. Uh, they're going to turn a lot of walks and singles into doubles with these Royals catchers. So that's something mm -hmm. to keep an eye on with the Royals down the stretch is that they're going to give up more runs, I think, than you would expect because the catching, uh, not being able to throw guys out matters, especially if you're playing a team that has some speed. Now, if they're playing a team that's just a bunch of boppers that never steals, it's different. But to yeah. what the Guardians is going to steal, I think that's going to give them some runs. I don't know if that means the Guardians are going to win necessarily. Obviously, they didn't win on Monday. Uh, right. Just thinking that's going to help 
us out on this total. So over nine is our pick here. A little bit of juice, but with a projection of 10, it's worth it. And I think it's really worth it because um, this game could land nine. So that push protection is very valuable. I just don't like going over nine and a half unless the projection's really high. Right. Uh, and so this is not one I'd be going over nine and a half, but over nine, even with a little bit of juice, I think makes sense which takes us to our pitcher prop of the day got yesterday's and the same thing today people we've got that plus expected value check mark from outlier.bet if you slash professor that you can get your seven day free trial check out all their plus expected value metrics they got them for all sorts of props across all sorts of leagues across all sorts of games uh, this one's pretty simple though just like yesterday i'm just gonna say hey we're gonna trust um you know their their math Clark Schmidt under five and a half K's minus 105. It's available there, as you can see on the screen at DraftKings, about 3% expected value. Not as good of a play as the John Means one, which cashed with ease, but still pretty good value here. The Blue Jays don't strike out that much. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of what's happening here. Cousin Jared, what's your insight on this one? I mean, anytime that I can, in, in some form or fashion, uh, back the the Blue Jays offense. That is generally something that I I like to do. To your point, they don't strike out a whole lot. So let's just say that Clark Schmidt gets gets run a little bit early here. Just doesn't have quite enough time to to get above that number. Yep, he's also gone under this number, if I recall, around sixty percent of the time. So uh, you combine that with uh, you know extra guy in the bullpen, no reason to let him pitch any longer than he needs to. A good Blue Jays offense at this point, a Blue Jays offense is still fighting tooth and nail uh, for that last playoff spot, which is apparently going to come down to all three West teams as well, because nobody in the American League West wants to win the division. Nope. Uh, and that's all that we're going to say about that, because otherwise I will just start throwing things after yep. the Astros blew a game on Monday. At least we got the over in that one. That's all I yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, slash professor seven day free trial uh, to check out all their stuff. So check that out. That link's also in the show description. If you have it yet, here's our recap. Cousin Jared, what are the parting words that you might have for the viewer on their Tuesday while we wait all day for nighttime baseball? I'm going to go to bed early since that's how I selected the games. And I know that you and our friend Jake will be working hard on that Mm -hmm. NFL content. Yep. We will be doing the NFL. You and I just finished college football. So that'll be up as well. So all sorts of great content uh, for you here. And that will take us to our outro music now. And uh, my, my key saying that I always have will come to you in the form of print. Uh, Cousin Jared, enjoy your day off tomorrow. We will see you back for Wednesday's uh, Thursday slate. I guess we'll see you Wednesday night, but we'll talk about Thursday slate. So we'll see you then.